0: cigar scientists are sitting in a laboratory packed with electrical equipment and generators and flashing lights. The gray-bearded chief scientist, Dr. Harry Selden, is standing and looking over the equipment with a look of concern on his face. The taller assistant professor, Dr. Phineas Savage, is seated and thumbing through a stack of reports.
1: Phineas, I am just not sure, not sure at all, that we have the right settings for our time machine configured correctly.
2: Harry. We've been through this about 10 times now. <laughs> Relax, will you? <ya? laughs> I've been looking through these reports on our last test, and everything seems to be fine. Say, I have an idea. Maybe we should send through a small cat first. You know, just a test. If the cat comes back intact and unarmed, I think you can stop your worrying about that, right?
1: Uh, you know, Phineas, that sounds like a great idea. We've been rushing through this construction of this time machine, and the board members have been writing us pretty hard to get this system up and running as quickly as possible, which, when it comes to time machines, I just don't understand their concern. Just because they want us to find the first human being to ever create a cigar, well, yeah, we'll get there. After all, we have all the time in the world, right?
2: Gary, you said it. That truly is accurate. Okay, Professor, I'll go round up a cat.
1: We could send it back in time just about an hour or two, and uh, that ought to serve our test purposes, don't you think?
0: Dr. Savage puts down the reports, stands up and walks out of the lab in search of a cat while Selden begins to adjust some of the equipment. Dr. Savage has a cat in his arms, it's actually a kitten. Dr. Seldon is adjusting the equipment settings.
1: Well, that ought to do it, Phineas. I've set up the machine for our initial testing. (laughs) I see you have our little test subject. Are we ready?
2: Yes. Here, let me put a little kitty into the test chamber.
0: Savage opens the test chamber door and places a small cat into the device. He then closes the door, seals it, and peers into the chamber to make sure the cat is comfortable.
2: Our test subject is ready, I think. Harry,
1: are we? Yes, I've set the machine to send Kitty back just a day, and then immediately return the subject to our own time here in the chamber. To us, Kitty will shimmer for a second, and then from our point of view, the test will be over, even though Kitty will feel like she suddenly spent two hours uh, one day in the past. Maybe like a Deja Vu kind of a thing, right? Wow. Okay, Phineas, I'm throwing the switch.
0: The room comes alive with pulsing power, lights flashing, and the smell of ozone fills the room. With a large crackling sound, there's a brilliant flash from the chamber, and then everything goes silent as the experiment is obviously concluded.
2: Wow. Was that it? It hardly seemed like a second went by. Hey. Let me look to see how kitty made it.
0: Dr. Savage walks over to the test chamber and opens the door to see if there were any effects on the kitten. He barely opens the hatch door and from within the chamber comes a horrible stench and a gruesome spine-tingling, screeching sound. Oh my God.
2: The cat has turned into some kind of monster. Oh my God. It's like the cat is trooping inside
0: out. Screeching and horrific growls and unworldly screams emerge from the time travel chamber as a blob of steaming protoplasm rolls out onto the floor, quivering and writhing in agony. It appears to be an inside-out cat. Savage reaches for the shovel and beats the creature to death. There is the sound of squealing and a shovel clanging onto to the ground. In several strikes, Savage dispatches the test subject.
2: I had to put it out of its misery, Dr. Selden. That was horrible.
0: Suddenly, the door to the lab flies open and the director storms in.
1: What in the hell? Wait, wait. Is <laughs> this <just, laughs> No, go, go back to either surface. So
3: oh, wait, Selden. Retake. retake. <laughs> What in the hell just happened?
1: Well, Chief, we just ran a test on the mechanism and it looks like a complete failure. Our test subject was returned hideously deformed. I don't know what this means.
3: I'll tell you what this means. It means you have no more room for error. No more room for testing. And you need to get this show on the road. Do you hear? You will recall. We are funding this little experiment of yours, because we want you to go back in time to find the inventor, or the creator, of the very first cigar. We've dumped a lot of money into your claims, that you can do this, so I'm here to tell you, that the board expects results, and it expects results now. Am I clear?
1: Yes sir, I understand. We'll be departing as soon as we get our equipment and our gear ready.
3: That's what I want to hear. Okay boys, contact me when you get back, and I want a full report.
0: The director turns and walks quickly out of the lab, slamming the door closed after himself. The two cigar scientists stand, mouths open in shock, staring at each other.
1: Crap. I think we're screwed. (laughs) Yeah, Phineas, I think you're right. But what choice do we have? We gambled on this, and now it's time to pay the piper. But, I do have two ideas. What's on your mind, Harry? Well, we may be screwed, but we can have, number one, some fun here. Let's take back a boutique cigar from our present time, and when we find the first cigar creator, we share our cigar from the future with him or her, and let's see how they like it. And two, let's take turns going back so that no matter what, at least one of us will still be here in case everything goes awry.
2: Splendid idea, Harry and I have just the cigar we can take back in time. How about that, Juarez?
1: Ah, that's a boutique cigar for sure. Isn't that the crown head cigar? Yeah, perfect. Now let's go get set up. I'll go first. So, we're agreed on our strategy, right, Phineas? We'll start by jumping back in time in small steps. And with each jump back, we'll go further back in time.
2: Yes, you are correct, Harry. As I see on our project plan list, we've assembled a number of candidate cigar smokers from the past. Each candidate, a well-known cigar smoker, is a historic figure who may be able to contribute some information on our quest.
0: Dr. Savage looks over his list as Dr. Selden prepares the time chamber. Who's first on
2: the list, Phineas? Looks like you're going back to 1944 and we'll be visiting
1: Sir Winston Churchill. Excellent. If ever there was a historic cigar smoker, that's the person. This should be interesting. Okay, Phineas, let me know when we're ready to go.
2: We're ready now, Harry. Let's do this before the director comes down on our backs again, and let's hope we don't have a repeat of the kitty cat disaster.
0: (laughs) Dr. Seldon approaches the time machine chamber, opens the door, and enters. Inside, he looks about for a second and then pulls the door shut after himself. Through the window, Dr. Seldon gives Savage a thumbs up. Dr. Savage reaches for a banks of switches, powers the mechanism up, sets the time dials, and throws the big red switch that activates the machine. A loud buzzing grows in intensity. The control lights start flashing and their statuses like a carnival rise, and the air crackles with ozone. Suddenly, the air shimmers inside the chamber, and Dr. Selden vanishes. Dr. Selden is in an office with Winston Churchill. He's seated across a large desk from Churchill when he begins his questioning.
1: Sir Winston Churchill, it is indeed a pleasure and an honor to be granted this audience with you. I've come a long way and have only a few questions for you.
3: I feel greatly honored that you should have invited me. Sir,
1: who invented the first cigar?
3: And that here I am, an Englishman of both branches. By the way, I might have got here on my own. Uh, I cannot help reflecting. I was brought up by crowds of working men. Sir,
1: that's all fine and well, but who invented the first cigar?
3: Way back. In those days, in my father's house, make this experience moving okay. and thrilling. This is not going. Well.
1: You won't tell me, thrilling,
3: huh? Well, it okay, already so long,
1: then. Good luck. By the way, watch out for that plug cigar you're going to smoke on January 5th, 1945, and don't ask me how I know. Goodbye, and thanks for nothing, sir.
0: The time chamber seems to shimmer again almost immediately after Dr. Seldon has disappeared and like magic, Dr. Seldon has reappeared inside the chamber. Dr. Seldon opens the door from the inside of the chamber and emerges a scowl on his face.
1: Well, that was a complete waste of time. Either Churchill did not hear me or he did not understand. Let's move on to the next candidate, shall we, Phineas?
2: Yes, Um, I'm all for it and I'm ready to go. (laughs) And now that I see the machine didn't mutate into some kind of horror show like it did poor little kitty.
1: (laughs) Are you ready then, Phineas?
2: Yes. Here I go. And you don't do anything funny with the controls, please. I don't want to end up in a volcano or something. (laughs) Who is my target? Oh yes, Groucho Marx. This should be fun.
0: Savage walks over to the time machine and opens the door enters the chamber, pulls the door shut after himself, and waves through the window.
1: Okay, Phineas, off you go. Good hunting.
0: Once again, the room crackles with electricity. The lights flash in a crazy dance of illumination, and the air shimmers inside the time machine chamber as Savage fades away. Dr. Savage is walking towards Groucho Marx, who has a cigar in his mouth, and stops in front of him and begins to ask a few questions.
2: Groucho, hello, Groucho, wow, it really is you. Sir, if you please, I just have a few few questions for you.
3: So I got up and I said, "Uh, will you bring in the cigars, please? So the butler came in with a big box of cigars, And I took a cigar and she says, take one for me.
2: Sir, please, just a quick question. Who and when was the cigar invented?
3: I said, I do not know you smoke cigars. She says, oh yes, never tell you about that. I would always take a cigar with me and he would have a cigar.
2: Sir, I can see we're getting nowhere. I don't understand why you won't answer my question. Do you ever hear me?
3: Who could hold the ash on the cigar the longer?
2: I like my cigar too, but I take it out sometimes. Okay, fine. I'm out of here. Harry was right. There's some kind of problem here.
0: Dr. Savage had barely vanished when suddenly the air inside the time chamber shimmers again and Dr. Savage appears. He seems to have been gone for only the blink of an eye. Dr. Savage then opens the chamber door and emerges into the laboratory.
1: You
2: were right, Harry. I was unable to get an answer from Marks something is not right?
1: Yes, it's what I feared. I think they either don't know or they are hiding something. Hiding something, huh? Maybe the truth is just too terrible for us to know. Do you suppose we need to go for the big taco, Harry? Enchilada, not taco. How can you think of food at a time like this? That's it, Phineas. You just hit the nail on the head. Food. Food. I have an idea.
0: Dr. Seldon looks at the equipment settings and grabs the year setting knob and cranks it hard to the left. The year indicates setting control comes to a stop in the year 4000 BC. Dr. Seldon and Dr. Savage look at the year, then at each other, and they gulp in
1: anxiety. Well, Phineas, looks like we have to go back as far as we can and attack this backwards. The controls won't let us go back any further, so let's see what this does for us.
2: You know, this is far back. I think we should both go. What the hell? This is unheard of. This is further back than what man can think of or something like that.
1: I agree. Grab the present day cigars and let's go for broke. Dr. Seldon
0: sets some controls. Then both scientists enter the time machine chamber and pull the door closed after themselves. Once inside, they take a seat and wait.
2: Uh. Harry, you did set this on automatic, I hope. I don't want to get stranded in some ancient horror story. Oh, we're good. Harry, I took the precaution of bringing some extra cigars and a few bags of lunch with us.
0: Suddenly, the air begins to shimmer and both scientists vanish. Both men appear, as if out of nowhere, in the middle of the desert. The sun is not yet at the zenith, but it's getting hot. There's a huge gathering of nomads off in the distance.
2: Harry, what the hell happened? As we were transitioning, going back in time, everything I had with me, the extra cigars, the lunches, they vanished. And then there was this strange explosion.
1: Yes, that never happened before. That scared the hell out of me too. I thought we were toast there for a second. Say, so you say the extra cigars and food are gone?
2: Yes. I don't know what happened to them, but I have a feeling it had to do with our near catastrophe as we were coming back in time.
1: Damn. Well, I still have three present day cigars with me. I had them in my pocket. Maybe, just maybe we lost the extra cigars you brought and the lunches because they weren't attached to us. I don't know. And I sure hope they don't appear where they shouldn't. I sure don't think we want to be altering the flow of time. You see
2: all these people off in the distance, don't you? Looks like thousands of people in the desert. I thought it was a mirage at first, but look, just look.
1: Wow, what the hell? We appear to be in the middle of the desert, and over there, maybe a mile or two away, are thousands of people walking? What?
2: Well. Let's hoof it over there and see what's going on. Maybe they can help us. We sure can't just stand here in the middle of the desert.
1: You're right,
0: let's go. Both scientists start walking toward the throngs of people in the desert. The crowd is about two to three miles away and they appear to have been camped in this spot overnight. As the scientists grow closer, they can now see hundreds of people that seem to be gathering things from the ground. The scientists finally approach the masses, and as they come to a stop, it appears the chief of the people draws near to Savage and Selden.
3: Who are you?
1: We are travelers from afar. We have come to ask you a few questions, and then we will depart you in peace. My name is Selden, my associate is Savage.
3: Well, I don't care how your associate acts in public, or even privately, but we welcome you. My name is... Moses.
0: Both scientists look at each other in amazement at hearing
1: this. Harry, did you hear that? Phineas, yes I did. And this then is going to be amazing. Ask him what these people are gathering in the desert. Sure. Dr. Savage approaches Moses.
2: Moses, what are your people doing? What are they gathering?
3: We have prayed for food. We have prayed for sustenance. God has delivered. Lo, everywhere we look, we see manna on the desert floor.
1: Mana? What's that?
3: I don't know, but it looks like thousands and thousands of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches along with thousands of strange brown little tubular cigar-shaped objects everywhere. You know, I will call these things, cigars. That word means, in our ancient tongue, brown tubular things made from plant leaves that you smoke. So we shall call them, cigars.
2: Oh my god Harry. The time machine malfunctioned. Must have taken those extra cigars and those sandwiches and duplicated them into million fold. And now, look! They're all over the desert floor!
1: Phineas, don't breathe a word of this to anyone back in our present time. We have accidentally altered the flow of time and changed the past. You realize what this means?
2: Oh, good grief. If what you are saying is correct, we ourselves created the first cigar in the far and distant past and we have provided man to the wandering tribes in the desert. We're making
1: history. Quite literally. So then what do we do? Nothing. Let's go smoke a cigar with Moses.
0: Savage and Selden are seated with Moses inside his desert tent. Both the scientists are showing Moses and several of his followers how to smoke a cigar. Selden and Savage survey and rate
1: the cigar at this time. So this cigar that we have from the present day is called the Juarez OBS Cigar. It's from Crown Heads. The cigar by John Huber and Company was put together in a small factory in a Steli. That name seems to come up a lot, doesn't it, Larry? Estelle these days, right?
2: Estelle. Estelle. Estelle.
1: Estelle Nicaragua. And uh, I guess this factory is named Tabacalera Pichardo. And I might be saying that incorrectly. So this cigar, it's a Maduro.
2: Mostly a medium. Some may say mild. It's more full body.
1: Handmade. Excellent price point.
2: Is this handmade?
1: Not by monkey hands, human hands. Tell me about the uh, attributes of this cigar, Larry, or I should say Dr. Savage.
2: The wrapper is a San Andreas,
1: as I open it,
2: and the binder is an Ecuadorian Sumatra.
1: So that must mean it's a Sumatran leaf grown in Ecuador, would you say? Yes. Okay.
2: And the filler is from the Dominican Republic of Nicaragua.
1: And Can you do me a favor with our ring gauge device here and do me a quick measure on that? Sure. Let's find out if this is accurate. This is a, uh, I I think it's a ring gauge 52. We shall see. It's length 4.75 inches. So it's not a super long cigar. It's a 50, 52? 52. 52. 52. So ring gauge 52. It's a B52. So here I am cutting this cigar as I look at this one thing I don't quite understand this is a size OBS now I'm going to be frank I don't know what that means but they call it an OBS now to me this is a Robusto but they categorize this as an OBS comes in a box of 20 it's a nice looking it's a dark cigar wouldn't you say yes and, and Maduro just describe the uh, band for me if you would please well, we got a bull there. A black bull. Black bull with a little, little tars going on there. It says Juarez. It's a black and kind of off white band. And they got the crown for crown. Uh, oh, yeah, I just noticed between that. the orange. You're right. The crown over the bull. Yeah. Very interesting. This, this is a nice dark wrapper. You can hear I'm lighting it. Wow. Let's get that going a little bit better here. And uh, it's vein free. I don't see any veins in this. It's a nice wrapper. Uh, it's got a nice feel. It's not super solid, but it's it's nicely rolled. Mm-hmm. And that I can that I can tell you. Mm.
2: The cold draw should have some notes of uh,
1: marshmallow fluff and milk chocolate. You know what? Some describe that that way, but I didn't get that. I don't categorize this as marshmallow fluff. So or milk it's chocolate. dominated
2: by chocolate notes.
1: I am getting chocolate, not a milk chocolate. I'm getting dark chocolate. I'm getting a little bit of a flavor of nuttiness in this. I'll tell you what I'm getting. I'm getting some black pepper with the chocolate. I'm not getting raisin. A little bit of maybe like a um, cross between lemon and lime, just a hint of citrus. Yeah, I'm getting a little sweetness now, but there is a complexity to this. The second third of the cigar, I'll tell you, Larry, there was a lot of complexity to this. I got coffee notes, a little touch of spice. I am getting the flavor of rye. A lot of people have reported getting a fudge. I'm not getting fudge flavor at all. I'm getting chocolate, some coffee, touch of spice. And I got to tell you, the the ash was very nice on this. Uh, It held together very well. This is a very nice cigar. I guess you can get it in the stores for $5.99 or approximately six bucks. Mm-hmm. This is worth it. Now, I've had Crown Head Cigars before. Some of them I don't care for, but this one seems to have a lot of heavy complexity and deep flavor, so uh, this is this is a positive rating for me. If I look at the appearance of this cigar, one to five, how would you rate the appearance? A four. Four, I would give this a four also. How about your draw? The draw was very good. I had no problems. You know, we've had problems with cigars in the past. Yes. Uh, but this draw, I will give this a five. So that actually very, very nice. The flavor, I'm gonna give this a four out of five. This is not a Davidoff late hour, okay? That's complexity, right? Right. That would rate a five. I'll rate this as a four for complexity. And the value. Value, I'm going to give this for a six dollar cigar. I'm giving this a five. I'm really pleased with this. So, overall, one out of a hundred, I'm going to rate this a 90. And a lot of that has to do with the value of this cigar, too. I'm not paying twenty dollars for this cigar, but I'm getting a lot of tastes out of this that I would expect from maybe a very expensive cigar.
2: So, So if you bought something twelve, fifteen buck range. You wouldn't get what you got out of
1: this cigar. Correct. I wouldn't rate it as high. Got it. So that, that makes sense. So there we have our rating, folks. Given that we're done smoking this cigar with Moses.
0: Both the scientists are done smoking and have talked about the cigar. They stand up and suddenly begin to shimmer in the desert air.
1: Phineas, do you feel that? I think we're returning to the present. The present, I mean the future. Now.
0: The air shimmers, and suddenly, both scientists disappear from the desert tent. Just as quickly as they had departed, the two scientists are rematerializing in the time-travel chamber. They then both depart the chamber, shaking sand off their shoes.
2: I was never so glad to be back home. Did we really just do what we think we did?
1: Yes, Phineas, I fear we did. So that means... Yes, in our quest to find the inventor or creator of the first cigar, it turns out it was us. The two of us accidentally brought the cigar into the stream of humanity's flow of time by that accidental time machine error.
2: So we are? No, this is just too much to
0: contemplate. Suddenly, Savage picks up a large wrench and starts to smash the time machine equipment, the vacuum tubes shattering and electric sparks shooting everywhere. Selden picks up a sledgehammer and joins in, helping to smash all traces of the time machine.
1: We cannot ever let this machine be used again. The chances of altering the past are just too great.
0: Suddenly, the door flies open and the director rushes in.
3: What are you guys doing? We're
1: smashing this and ending the experiment. It was a complete failure, sir.
3: What? What?
1: Yes, this is
2: just too dangerous.
3: Well, did you even get a clue about who invented the cigar?
2: Oh, we did, sir. And you don't want to know. You just do not want to know.